0: Have you ever wondered how a certain person got their current job? What about this person stood out to the employer? How did they rise above hundreds of other candidates? On this podcast, I aim to find out the exact path professionals in all sorts of fields took to get to where they are today. It's, wow, how'd you get that job? Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Ryan Glanzer, and this is, wow, how'd you get that job, episode number 12. Today's show should be a fun one because we're talking about something pretty offbeat. Um, I'm really excited for this one. We're talking about the business side of bar trivia. Uh, Before we get into that, though, I want to mention this episode of Wow, How'd You Get That Job is brought to you by Mindhack. That's M-Y-N-D-H-A-K. This is an application that helps users manage their mental health by forming direct relationships between their mental health and physical health in order to optimize their overall health as much as possible. Uh, Go ahead and look that up. That's Mindhack, M-Y-N-D-H-A-K, available on Google Play and the App Store. For those of you who may not be in the know, heaven forbid, bar trivia is a pretty fun competition that typically takes place on nights of the week where bars aren't all that busy. Uh, It's a good way of getting people in the door Uh, midweek, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, uh, days there's not major sporting events or something like that going on that would otherwise draw a crowd. Um, A host or hostess from a trivia company will come in. Uh, They'll set up a sound system. They got like a series of questions, often with themed rounds, and your team, which is formed of yourself, several friends, colleagues, whoever, uh, simply tries to answer the most uh, trivia questions correctly over the course of the evening. Um, You can't use your phone. There's no cheating, anything like that. Uh, you just are given a short period of time to answer each question. Some of them are rather straightforward. Other uh, questions will use imagery or music. Some of them have a very uh, specific theme. Um, sometimes I remember in a Seinfeld trivia that I was at once years ago, it was like, what, and by the way, this is a really obscure one. It was like, name all of the fictional movies mentioned on Seinfeld that started with A, B, or C. <laughs> uh, and we actually got like seven. So that's the kind of hardcore geeks that some of these trivia nights bring out. Um, but I tell you, I do, I love a good bar trivia game. Like many people my age, mid to late thirties, um, I've just been hammered with uh, tons of this useless knowledge over the years, the The digital age. I mean, information so readily available. I have all this baseball knowledge in my head and what to do with it, you know, and, and like I said, Seinfeld or the early seasons of The Simpsons, things like that. Um, I always go into these bar trivia events thinking, oh, yeah, we're going to dominate. And I usually leave with, uh, you know, the proverbial tail between the legs because my team sucks so bad. Uh, it's, it's kind of a mixed feeling thing. It's like, man, I'm not nearly as smart as I thought I was. But at the same time, it's like, maybe I should be happy that I'm not As geeky as these guys over here who answered all those questions about uh, Game of Thrones or uh, Lord of the Rings correctly or something like that. But regardless, you know, you're talking about hanging out with friends, having some drinks, some food, some entertainment, companionship, and best of all, you're actually using your noggin. Um, That brings me to today's guest. She is Uh, Not just a trivia host, she's actually an integral part of the business side of her company, Last Call Trivia. Uh, It's based in the Cincinnati metro area, with trivia nights in various markets across the U.S. While her official title is national sales manager, her day job duties also spread into accounting, marketing, and even hosting one of the trivia games herself. With that, welcome to the show, Brianna LeCompte. I hope I said that right.
1: Yep, you nailed it. That's impressive. Very few people get it on the first try.
0: <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, I, I'm, I'm proud of myself. Um, well, Brianna, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Sure. So for the past year and a half, I've been working as a national sales manager, and I'll put an asterisk behind that job title, for Last Call Trivia. And we are a bar trivia company, so we host weekly trivia nights as well as some other games at different bars and restaurants around the country. So we've got presence in uh, six or seven states right now, um, over 200 shows that we do a week. So really just going out and, and filling seats in the bars on nights that they would normally be a little slower.
0: Oh, okay. So is that how the company makes money then? Is the bars pays your company to get people into the, into the bar, right?
1: Yes, exactly. So typically um, our most popular days of the week are Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Um, a couple of Thursdays and Mondays thrown in there as well. But typically the idea behind the trivia night is that if there's a night of the week where a bar or restaurant is always just completely dead and they need to find a way to fill those seats, they'll reach out to us and say that they're looking for something to bring people in and we'll get all the details set out for their trivia night. So we'll find a host for them. We'll make sure that the host has all of the materials and equipment that they need. And then their host will show up at um, whatever time they've decided they want to start their show. And then that'll just be kind of a weekly recurring appointment so that uh, both their regulars can come out to it. And it's also a great way to introduce new customers to their venues as well. So maybe if somebody hadn't been to their bar before, but they see that they're hosting a trivia night this Tuesday, they'll head out and check it out. So the idea is that it not only keeps their seats filled during the actual trivia night itself, but that it also keeps people coming back throughout the rest of the week.
0: Okay, cool. Um, So what does your day-to-day look like?
1: Um, So that's a pretty interesting kind of answer there, which is why I put an asterisk behind my job title. So as I said, I'm technically the national sales manager. But since we have a smaller team, um, I kind of wear a lot of hats. So the main focus of my job, obviously, as the title suggests, is sales. So I'm following up on leads from either bars who have reached out to us asking for information, or sometimes even our players will say, hey, I love going to XYZ bar down the street. I'd really love it if we can get a trivia night there. So sometimes the leads come from our players as well. Sometimes they're just totally random leads where uh, maybe somebody's moved to a new city and they're just looking for something to do. So they'll go ahead and reach out to us and suggest um, getting something on the schedule around them. So that's the main focus is um, really following up on those leads making sure i answer any questions a lot of times that also involves some kind of education on the standpoint of um, the bar owner or the bar manager maybe they haven't been to a trivia night before so they kind of have to learn from the ground up what those trivia nights look like what what it all entails Um, so that's the big focus obviously is sales and customer service following up with um, our current clients as well I also work pretty closely with our marketing team, so kind of going over the metrics, seeing where we've got some interest, um, helping them create some ad campaigns, both with like LinkedIn ads, um, Google AdWords. Um, I also do our billing and invoicing since, again, we're a small team, so I kind of wear a lot of hats there. And um, really just other kind of creative things as they come in. I've written some blog posts, Um, sometimes I'll help out with other kind of social media aspects with the marketing team. So really wearing a lot of different hats, which is why um, I don't think that there is a job title that could concisely state everything that I do. So <laughs> yeah, my day-to-day is, is definitely varied, and that's what I really enjoy about my job is, is kind of getting to, to wear a lot, a lot of hats and touch a lot of different things.
0: Do you also do some of the uh, events yourself? Are you out there hosting?
1: Yes. So that's not directly tied into my full-time position here, but I am also, I do Moonlight as a trivia host. So I currently only have one regular show that I'm hosting on Tuesday nights, Uh, but that's something that I actually picked up after I started with Last Call Trivia full-time. I've always enjoyed being at Trivia Nights. It's just a really fun environment. So I decided to go ahead and also uh, start as a trivia host. So on Tuesday nights, my uh, show starts at 7 p.m. So I typically get to the bar around 6.30 to start setting up my sound equipment and putting out the materials for the show. Um, And then typically takes about two hours. So from seven to nine, I'm running the trivia show. And then afterwards, kind of uh, touching base with all of my regular teams and making sure that the venue is happy with the show, getting some feedback. So that is something that I do in addition to my full time job here, which is a lot of fun. I, like I said, I just picked it up because um, it's something that I really enjoy. So it's definitely something that I look forward to every week, as well as I hope my teams.
0: Yeah, I was kind of curious when I found out that you were doing both of uh, both some of the office stuff and a host. I was curious which one came first. Did you start off as the host and getting really good at the company, or vice versa? But now we now we know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's um, pretty much a a unique track. We've got a couple other of our full-time employees who also host, but I believe most of them started out as a host first and then kind of stumbled upon the posting for their full-time position. So I'm the one that was the the egg before the chicken or the chicken before the egg.
0: So when you do a show like that, do you uh, come up with the questions yourself? And if so, like where do you get your uh,
1: material from? I do not. So the question writing process is incredibly difficult. We have a specific team of writers just because our standard for our questions is so high. And that was actually one of the things that um, my boss had me do when I first signed on as a full-time employee was try to write a list of 10 trivia questions. And that was incredibly eye-opening as somebody who had played trivia before and never really fully thought about how much goes into creating a question. So um, our writing team puts together all of our shows. We've got a specific team that is responsible for uh, coming up for the ideas for the questions, researching them, fact checking them. They also do an ambiguity check just to make sure that once you actually read the question out loud, it's not difficult to understand, uh, making sure it can't mean multiple things. So we definitely have a team that is fully dedicated to doing specifically that, that process. Um, We do have a unique show that goes out every night so that if you went to a trivia on Monday and then you go again on Wednesday, you don't see the same show. But I know that that's something that our writing team really prides themselves on is making sure that they craft questions that are accurate, of course, first of all, and then also really interesting and generate discussion. So like you can anybody could write a trivia question. You could say, who's the first president of the United States? But That's not a fun trivia question. They really focus on writing questions that engage people in discussion and really make sure that they're getting a conversation started to make it more of a social experience versus a a test.
0: And I'm sure you don't want to come up with questions that are so difficult or obscure that nobody could possibly know. I I imagine you have to test the answers and like, wow, nobody knows (laughs) this.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, that's kind of um, the scale that I use for when I'm hosting. If I read a question and even if nobody got the answer right, I always can tell if it was still a, a doable or a, a question that was possible to get right when you hear like the groans. When you're like, <laughs> and the answer was so and so. And then you hear a bunch of people go, oh, like, of course, I should have known that. Um, that's kind of like the um, non-scientific scale that I use when I'm hosting to, to keep on track and, and make sure that the question was still technically like within the realm of being able to reasonably answer.
0: Yeah. I imagine that, that groan would be much better than hearing like a, huh? From the crowd. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. Crickets are never a good sign.
0: Well, uh, to back way up for a minute here, uh, when you were a kid, what did you think you would be doing as an adult? What was your dream job when you were growing up?
1: So I've always really enjoyed entertaining and like probably 10 million other people, I wanted to be an actress at first when I was really young. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to be a superstar, but um, definitely couldn't have been a singer or dancer, don't have any skills in those uh, in those realms, so I kind of just gravitated towards acting. Um, I did some theater when I was growing up, but again, kind of got a little bit kneecapped um, due to my complete lack of singing and dancing abilities. <laughs> um, as I got a little bit older and was really looking into colleges and what I wanted to study, uh, I did realize that I really just enjoy anything in kind of a creative field, so I really enjoy writing. Um, I actually studied marketing in college because the idea of creating ad campaigns really spoke to me. I felt like that was something that was super creative and engaging, so that was always kind of what I gravitated towards, was something that was definitely creative involved and um, something that focused on entertainment.
0: So you decided to get into the field of marketing. Uh, How did you choose a uh, college to attend? Did you find something nearby, or was there like a, a particular school that had a program that matched what you were looking for?
1: Yeah, so I attended Xavier University in Cincinnati, which is where I grew up as well. Um, I chose Xavier because they did have an excellent marketing program. They've got a a really good business college, and I was lucky enough to land some scholarships there to make it financially doable. Um, And I also really enjoyed the aspect of being able to go to college somewhere that was under an hour from where I grew up so if I ever needed to go home I could but I still had the ability to live on campus and have the quote-unquote college experience without being totally removed from the rest of my family and high school
0: friends. Upon your graduation from Xavier uh, with your marketing degree uh, how did you go about getting your foot in the door at your first job? Did you find that to be a challenging experience?
1: I was lucky enough to land a job october of my senior year so i knew almost a year ahead of time what i was going to be doing right out of college Uh, i was definitely fortunate to to have that security and know that i was going to have a position however my first job out of college was definitely not the best fit for me Um, i worked in retail management so i landed a position with macy's as an executive executive development trainee So basically, I was training to be um, involved in store management. So it was kind of a rotational program where I moved around to a couple of different Macy's stores around the Cincinnati area after I graduated and uh, managed different departments there. But I very quickly found out that that wasn't the route that I wanted to go in. Uh, It was challenging to manage uh, people in a retail environment, and I just found that with the The level of challenges that I was experiencing and the amount of stress that it was taking on me, it wasn't really something that I wanted to focus on considering the fact that I did not see myself doing that long term. So um, I did that for about a year and a half after I graduated, but it was something that definitely burned me out very quickly.
0: This is probably a really uh, asking a lot all at once, but uh, can you kind of take us through your career journey from uh, you leaving Macy's to what led you up to your current position? I'm sure there was a few other stops along the way.
1: Yeah, um, there was one other stop between my role at Macy's and between landing my job at Last Call. So after I left Macy's, I started working for a payroll software development company, which I'm sure if uh, you remember my answer earlier about being interested in something creatively focused, that should be the first red flag that that probably wasn't a wise career move on my part. It just really, again, didn't fit my strengths or my interests, Uh, but I was totally, like I said, burnt out from the retail life. So I was figuring that something that was a total change moving from retail focused to software focused would be uh, definitely very different. So I figured, hey, maybe I'll give it a try. So I worked in project management and implementation for for a payroll software company, implementing new payroll systems as well as new HR and benefit systems. So it was something that was very data focused, um, very tech focused, so again, didn't really get the opportunity to do anything creative or varied. It was pretty much um, just kind of the the cold hard, cold, hard world of the IT realm. So uh, I worked there for about three years before I transitioned over to Last Call. And uh, like I said, it wasn't really a great fit for me being the, the tech-focused and the um, project management-focused, really data-driven world there. So I was kind of searching for jobs, and when I saw a job post from Last Call Trivia. I recognized the name as a trivia player myself. That was something that my friends and I had always done as just kind of a recurring weekly appointment, is go get together for a trivia night. So when I saw Last Call Trivia post a job, I figured right away that that was something that I was interested in. Um, and the rest, as they say, is history.
0: Do you think that any of your uh, experience at the the previous two jobs um, helped you out maybe in, in getting this job? Was there something that on your resume that stood out to the employer about your past experience?
1: Um, I think that the project management aspect within pay definitely helped. I will say that taking a step even further back, one thing that I clicked with um, one of the members of my team who I interviewed with was back in college. I participated in the Disney college program. So um, that was kind of like an internship slash work, um, work opportunity that I got in, in college. And another one of my teammates at last call was also a Disney College program alumni. So that was definitely something that we, we talked about a lot during my interview process and something that we clicked together with. Uh, but yeah, I think that just getting kind of a varied background of experience and doing the project management and the customer service and having the sales skill set from Macy's, all of that really tied in and is relevant to the things that I do here as well.
0: Okay, great. Yeah, I think you kind of covered some of the, the interview questions. I'm curious if you could uh, tell the listeners maybe what goes into an interview for a position like this. Is it, um, do, do you have like a portfolio or anything, or are you just uh, presenting your resume and, and having a formal discussion? Uh, I don't know. Anything you can tell us about uh, how you might interview for a sales or marketing type role?
1: Sure. So I didn't have any type of portfolio for this position specifically since it was listed as national sales manager. Um, I did have my resume, of course, and then the rest of it was pretty heavily just interview focused as far as the interview questions themselves. So a lot of the questions were focused on kind of problem solving. So what happens if a customer is upset about X, Y, Z? What happens if um, you have a bad day at work and how do you keep yourself motivated and encouraged to keep going? So a lot of it was really more behavioral based interview questions rather than having something um, Specific like a a portfolio that I presented
0: all right now thinking about this job now that you're in the door at last call trivia uh, What kind of skills or personality traits would you say might be important for somebody who's looking to get into this line of work?
1: I definitely think persistence is a big one Um, being in sales for sure and especially in sales in the bar and restaurant industry it's incredibly difficult to get through to the decision maker, the person who you actually need to be talking to about starting a trivia night. So I think that persistence is absolutely key. And that also kind of feeds into organization as well. I'm really big on managing my calendar. So if I call a bar and they tell me that the manager will be in after 3 p.m., I make sure right away to put that on my calendar so that I get a notification to pop up and remind me to reach back out then. So persistence, slash organization is really the key to being successful in the sales aspect. I also think that creativity and problem solving is huge because every bar has different needs. So you're gonna get a lot of different questions. And one thing that we pride ourselves on at last call is really caring about the success of the bar. Again, not just during their trivia night, but overall. So trying to help them out with giving them ideas for how to promote themselves on social media, how to increase their SEO online. So really problem solving and working together with that bar owner to make sure that what we're doing is is bringing them value, because obviously that's why they keep us. And then just communication, again, making sure that I'm keeping in tune with how people are feeling with their trivia night, making sure that I'm solving for the needs that they've actually searched us out for. So making sure that people are, are staying happy and, and satisfied with their their service as well.
0: What do you think are the best and I, I guess the, the worst or the least favorite parts of this job for you?
1: The best part for me at least is definitely the ability to be so dynamic and wear so many hats. Uh, I get bored very easily. So I love that I get to kind of work with a lot of different teams and do a lot of different types of projects here. So I think that that has been the biggest benefit for me. I love that I get a creative outlet to write blog posts, but I also get to kind of problem solve and help brainstorm with our clients and with sales. So I definitely think that the best part of my full-time job is is that dynamicness, or if that's a word, I don't know if dynamicness is a word, but (laughs) maybe uh, Google that after our interview here. Uh, But then the best part of hosting is um, getting to meet the teams and creating a relationship with my regular teams. i say on average, I get about 10 to 12 teams a week. And of those, seven or eight are teams that I see every week. So I've really gotten to know them and consider them to be my friends as well. So that definitely makes hosting a lot of fun. It makes the shows more fun when you kind of have that rapport with your teams who are your regulars, who you recognize. So I think that um, that's really been a rewarding part of hosting for me is getting to know the teams and, and having it, like I said earlier, be something that not only they look forward to every week, but it's also something that I really enjoy getting to do every week. And then as far as the worst part, um, I don't really know if I have a worst part for my full-time job. It, it kind of is my my dream job because um, I love that I don't have the opportunity really to get bored because I get to, to do so many different things. Um, I guess I would say just the the only thing that I could think of as a worst part would be if something ever kind of falls through. So, I mean, life happens. So if there's ever a show that doesn't go off as scheduled or just something that, that happens um, that goes wrong, that kind of is... Um, disappointing to, to feel like somebody didn't get what, what they were expecting. Um, and then the worst part of hosting, I'm sure most people could probably guess would just be the occasional um, the occasional rowdy player who maybe hmm. has had a couple too many drinks. Um, I have gotten some some people who have who fought with me about, not physically fought with me, but who have um, taken issue with some of the questions or answers. And again, nine times out of 10, it's just, that somebody didn't hear the question right, or they've had one too many drinks. Um, And that's pretty rare that 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 happens, but uh, definitely something that that will pop up on occasion. That's not my favorite part. Do
0: you have uh, a mentor or someone who kind of helped you get to this point in your career, maybe guided you along the way, or were you kind of just seeing things for yourself?
1: i don't have a specific mentor that's actually something that is on my wish list to hopefully um run into at some point but i do have a lot of friends with varied backgrounds so that's something that i found has really helped me as i've been moving through different aspects of my career and and going through a couple different positions is that i am lucky enough to have friends who come from a lot of different fields so i've been able to get their feedback on things that they do from day to day and things that they enjoy so that's kind of developed like a more full picture, I guess I would say of, of what it is that are my strengths and what it is that I would like to pursue. And then of course, just having a great uh, family support system as well. But, um, I haven't had a specific mentor up to this point, so, if you know, anybody send them my way.
0: Oh, Oh yeah. Well, I will, uh, I'll be certain to do that. <laughs> um, I was going to ask, is there uh, any advice you'd have for, uh, like a kid out there listening who's thinking, wow, this sounds like the career for me. Is there something that maybe, uh, you would recommend studying or, or doing in an everyday basis just to kind of prepare yourself better for this sort of uh, line of work?
1: Yeah, I would definitely say get experience with as much of a varied background of things as you can. Um, one thing that I've mentioned a couple of times is how dynamic my position is and how many different kind of tasks and hats that I get to wear. Um, so I would say just get experience in as much and as varied of a background as possible. And if people are interested in hosting, I would definitely say to, uh, to give it a try. And even if they are interested in other kind of positions or anything that involves um, like entertaining or speaking in front of a crowd, I would say that being a trivia host is definitely something that can develop your public speaking skills, your ability to communicate and entertain an audience. So I would definitely say that if that's something that people are interested in, that we are always looking for great hosts and they can visit lastcultrivia.com and give it a try.
0: Could uh, people all over the country apply for that or is it kind of regional?
1: Yeah, we do have cities, um, seven or eight that we are in right now where we have active venues, but it's definitely something that if we do ever hear from somebody who is in a city that we don't currently have a bar signed on, if we find a great host, it's, definitely something that we're willing to kind of strike while the iron is hot and start pursuing bars in that area. Um, it's something that, if, yeah, if they're anywhere over the country, if they're interested in hosting, feel free to reach out and we can always make things happen.
0: Well, I got to be honest with you. That does sound pretty fun. I'm in Austin, <laughs> Austin, Texas. I don't know if you have a presence here, but I'm tempted.
1: Not yet. Not yet. But uh, I think I've, I've got a clue for my next area to start searching for.
0: Oh, absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. Well, I hate to put you on the spot here, but maybe you can throw out a a trivia question here for me and the the listeners.
1: Sure. So (laughs) let me think of a good one. I will pull one from my show this past week. I want to make sure that I uh, pull it up so that I don't um, make all of our writing teams' excellent work in fact-checking and ambiguity-checking go to waste. Okay, here's a fun trivia question. Okay. So I think this one also will kind of give you an idea of how our writing team does a great job of kind of throwing additional fun facts into the question to kind of make it something that's a little bit, again, more enjoyable and more than just a straightforward trivia question, like what year was the Declaration of Independence sign? Mm-hmm. So here's your trivia question already.
0: Yeah, ready.
1: Okay, your category is state. Okay. And the trivia question is, while Olympia, Washington, can trace its roots back to a mythological place, what is the only state in the nation to take its capital's name from a mythological creature?
0: Ooh, boy. Man, that's a tough one off the top of my head. I bet if I (laughs) thought about it, well, it's not Austin. I know that, I live in Austin. Mm -hmm. It's not Oklahoma City, (laughs) it's not Carson City. (laughs) Man, I'm just going to have to go through them one by one like this, aren't I? Um, I'm thinking Tallahassee, Atlanta, Nashville, Columbus, um, <laughs> Harrisburg, Providence, Albany, Olympia, uh, man, this, and Salem, no. I, I bet you're lo- just loving me sitting here going through every state capital. <laughs> Um Man, I, I, I this is definitely going to be one where when I give up, you I'm going to make the, oh, of course. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. What is it?
1: <laughs> the state is Arizona. Of course, the capital oh. being Phoenix.
0: Really? I wouldn't have guessed that.
1: Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. See, and as you were kind of going through the question, that's another hint that I can tell when I'm hosting whether a question is still, again, either doable or at least something that generates discussion is that if you can use something like process of elimination or somehow logically trying to get your way to the correct answer that's definitely a good sign because, again, it it means that the teams are engaging with each other and discussing and hopefully can eventually work their way to the correct answer. So you did have the disadvantage of not having a full team with you, so I'll I'll let you (laughs) off on that one.
0: Okay. Um, (laughs) The states category I think I do pretty well at, though. That would be a good category for me. I do a whole trivia night just on state trivia. That would be great.
1: Yeah, and that's um, what a lot of our teams do. They kind of have players who have their own specialties, Um, That's great that you're you're good at states. Typically, that's one of the um, like Jeopardy 101 type of of tips for prepping for a show is knowing like your states and your capitals and flags and presidents, all those those good standard facts. So sounds like you would be a great asset to any trivia team that you would join.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) Well, Brianna, honestly, I think that's all the questions I have for you today. But before we go, I would love to give an opportunity to you to uh, give a little plug for Last Call Trivia.
1: Absolutely. Well, as I said, we are always looking for great trivia hosts. So if anybody out there is interested in pursuing hosting a trivia night themselves, feel free to visit LastCallTrivia.com and search for our host page there. And we are always looking for great candidates. Feel free to go ahead and fill yourself out an application. And if you're just looking to play a trivia night, you can also visit LastCallTrivia.com and you'll find a full list of all of our venues and games on our website.
0: Okay, great. Well, thank you so much, Brianna. It's been a pleasure having you on the show.
1: Thank you so much.
0: And thanks again to Brianna LeCompte of Last Call Trivia and, of course, to her colleague, Agneeth, who reached out to me about the opportunity in the first place. Uh, if you'd like your business to be featured on a future episode, you can always uh, get in contact with me on Twitter at WowHowPodcast. I'd also encourage you to uh, go ahead and check out one of my other projects, uh, my wife and I do a non-advice parenting show where we just, some venting and some arguing, just some, uh, just recapping what's going on in our lives as parents to a, a nine-month-old baby and a four, nearly five-year-old boy. It's pretty interesting. We tackle some interesting topics from diapers to pets to travel. Uh, it's called Parental Settings, and it's available anywhere you can find a podcast, including SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, etc give it a listen. And speaking of listening, speaking of listening, thank you for listening to this episode of Wow, How'd You Get That Job? I'm Ryan Glanzer. We'll see you next time. I won't see you. You'll hear me. I won't even hear you. You'll hear me. That's it. You'll hear me next time.